Welcome to Community Sense, where Carly and Mark talk with the world's best community leaders to get inspired and to learn the strategies for building a thriving community. Hi, my name is Zoe Hartsfield. I am the Community and Partnerships Manager at Dooley. And I wound up in community and partnerships because I have background in sales. So started out as an SDR, quickly figured out I did not want to be an AE. So I moved up market into business development, really kind of honed in my copywriting skills, started to dabble on LinkedIn, realized I really loved starting conversations with strangers and thought that I could take that to the next level by moving into marketing. Found myself in marketing at BombBomb. And then because of that, and because of what I was doing on LinkedIn, one thing led to another and I wound up at Dooley, which if anyone is familiar with Dooley, we do some pretty wild social media marketing. It's a really fun time. And I had this opportunity to help bolster and build different parts of the community strategy at Dooley as a part of the partnerships umbrella. So that's what I do. That's what I love. And yeah, really happy to be here today. Hello, welcome to another episode of Community Sense. It's Mark and Carly. What's going on, Carly? Not too much. You know, today, I know we're, we're going to be airing this a couple months from now, but the Adele album came out today, which is a pretty, mm. pretty exciting day. So we got Adele and we get to chat community for a couple hours today. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> we do. That is an exciting day. And, you know, she's <laughs> talking about a community builder. Adele. That this is true. Yeah, we could probably do a whole whole episode on on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had the pleasure of speaking with Zoe Zoe Hartsfield from Dooley today. Before we we get into that conversation, we're gonna do common sense coming up. But let me let me do a quick intro for everyone about Zoe. Zoe is the leader of the community building efforts at Dooley. And she has a really fascinating and unique background, which I think gives her an advantage to community building. She used to be an account executive. And what's so interesting about that is she really understands the community in which Dooley is trying to engage and grow, which is sales and sales professionals. So there's something really interesting there. And and she kind of unpacks it a bit through the conversation. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk some common sense with you, Carly. Let's do it. Yes. We believe, we believe strongly in, yes, you need a way to kind of self-organize your community at some point, but something that Drift did in the beginning and what Dooley has done is your community starts the moment you just have a few employees, team members at the business, a few customers, some people interested in what you do. That's really the tipping point for the community, or at least the inflection point, maybe not the tipping point, but the inflection point. And that doesn't mean at that point, you're going to have to buy Slack or buy some community forum software or or do something to self-organize it. It's just about going to where those people are already having conversations are already gathering, Carly. It, it's mm-hmm. simple kind of at the end of the day. It, it is kind of common sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. I think, Julie, I think what's interesting about this conversation today is I guess I knew Dooley was doing this, but I didn't realize how smart and simple their approach is until Zoe really laid it out, right? Which is 
we know who we're selling to, right? We're selling to sales reps who want to make their lives easier. And we know where they live, right? We know the communities that they're already engaged in. So why would we spend our time and resources trying to build something new from the ground up when quick win would just be to go where those people are and start to have conversations in those communities and start to add value in those communities and provide really unique experiences. And it's, it sounds so simple, right? But I think it's, you know, community leaders often miss that step or kind of try and jump right to the like, well, I guess we need to build our own thing. I think Dooley's doing it really well, right? We, we know their brand is really strong and and we get into that a bit, but yeah, that, it to me, I'm just I'm still kind of like, wow, like that's so simple. How how have we like how have we missed that? Right. Or how how like why do we just jump to like trying to build something on on our own when we could go to those places our community members already are? It really is like don't overthink it, like start simple. Yeah. And to your point though, it's really making sure you have a good sense of who are you trying to engage with and help you grow this movement, grow the awareness of this brand, really belong to the mission, the, you know, the vision of the community and help shape it. Like having that deep understanding of the who. And then we also talked a bit about this during the episode, which is like, who is the brand at the end of the day? What is the soul and the heart of the, of the brand that the community ultimately is centered around, if you will? Those things are way more important, way more important than picking to your point, some type of software or solution to you know, help you organize people in a community. I'm doing quotes right now, air quotes, if you can't see that, because a community is in one place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it works, right? You'll hear this, but Zoe says that the SDRs at Dooley can now cold message people on LinkedIn and have people be like, oh yeah, I know Dooley would love to chat. And like, is there anything better in in thinking about community being collaborative and community benefiting all areas of of an organization? Like there's no better example than that. Well, let's get into the conversation with Zoe. Let's go. Zoe, how goes it today? It's good. How are you? I am doing well. It's so great to have you on Community Sense with Carly and I. We got to know each other through a community platform, LinkedIn. Yes. How how perfect is that? And we're gonna we're gonna talk all things community at Dooley today. Carly and I would love to to get to know the, the company a bit more and everything, but but you know, before you do do that. You said something to us just a few minutes ago that I thought was super interesting. I'm going to start with this. You love to talk to strangers. Yeah. <laughs> is that yeah, is that the exact quote? Can you unpack that bit for us before we get into, you know, Dooley and the community? I love starting conversations with strangers from nothing because it's like it feels a little bit like magic or like a superpower that you can walk up to somebody in real life now finally that the world has like slightly opened up. Just striking up a conversation with a stranger and being able to say something meaningful to them that gets them engaged with you. It feels like kind of like magic in real life. And and that's how we expand our network. That's how we build real meaningful relationships. We don't know how much we have in common with others. Yeah. Like I, I just think it's, 
it's a really important part of the human experience is having that connection and having those relationships. So that's something I love. And I'm really lucky that I get to do that for work as well. I'm someone who doesn't love to talk to strangers, admittedly. So I really admire you for that. I get very nervous and anxious having to talk to strangers, but I do. I think once you kind of get over that initial, like, Ooh, I'm not sure how they're going to, you know, react or whatever, all of the things that you just said of like, it, it, you can make those connections and something really great can come from kind of from sparking that interaction. And it, it is just so true and so valuable. And I'm sure in your role at Dooley leading community, it comes in very, very handy. So we're excited to dive into that. And I'm personally excited to chat with you, especially given, so Dooley is actually a partner of ours at Pavilion, but outside of that, like I've been seeing Dooley everywhere, all in LinkedIn. I was at Saster earlier this year and everyone from the Dooley team had these like bomber jackets running around promoting (laughs) the chain smokers. Like you all are doing some really, really cool stuff over at Dooley, but for our listeners who aren't familiar with Dooley and and might not be familiar with, uh, with who Dooley is and what you do, do you mind just sharing a little bit more about the business? What do you do? What are you selling and and who are you serving? Yeah, of course. So Dooley is really a product born out of pain. Our CEO, Chris used to lead a sales team and he was also a rep himself back in the day. And he was really, really good at his job. One thing that was frustrating for him and frustrating for people on his team was having to spend time slogging through things like CRM, doing admin work. He's good at selling. He, he didn't love the data management side of things. And the problem is that like sellers want to sell because that's what gets them paid. And managers need the data that comes from that admin work. You really need both. And so what Dooley does is it lays on top of Salesforce and takes the pain out of Salesforce. We say it takes the F out of SFDC. And it's just really meant to give salespeople superpowers, create a really collaborative work environment so that the handoff from SDR to AE to CSM is super seamless. So you can take notes, instantly sync them to Salesforce. You've got call coaching in your ear through our playbooks functionality, and you have templates. So you've got the ability to guide yourself through conversations, through discovery, through negotiation, And with the playbooks functionality, you could type in a keyword, say, you know, a competitor comes up and you don't know what to say. You type in the competitor's name instantly. Every piece of information you have about the competitor pops up and you can now speak to some of those competitive advantages you may have against them. And so really Dooley is just meant to give sales reps one space to operate out of. We've got a lot of tools. They're all really, really great. But what if you could spend your day not context switching every five minutes and just get back to selling and make more money. Very cool. Simplify selling for sales, basically. Okay, cool. So community at Dooley, how do you define community for your business? And I'd love to also know after you do that, how do you, how do you think about engaging salespeople? Because the reason I ask that is because salespeople you know, are pretty pretty smart. They know when they're being sold to. So it's interesting. I'm going to really enjoy you unpacking this because like a community around a company that sells to salespeople and whatnot, it's like, it's interesting. It's uh, I'm, I'm so curious. So yeah, first though, how do you define community at Dooley? I would say our, our community arm manifesto is we want to be where our people are. 
And our people are our end users, our decision makers, our economic buyers. We want to spend time where they are spending time. So we're not asking them to come to us. We're going to meet you where you're at. And that's actually part of why Dooley up to this point has not created a proprietary community. We instead partner with existing communities like Pavilion, like Thursday night sales. We want to spend time where sellers and sales leadership is spending their time so that we can then provide value where they already are. So that would be kind of like the community philosophy and what we believe about community here at Dooley. As far as you know, how we engage with them, it's just that. We show up where they are. We aren't asking them to come to us. And we're trying to provide value. There's a lot of things that I'm really excited that we're going to be doing in the new year around that. But some of the things we've done in the short term is we have community offers that that come through. So like with Pavilion, our offer is five free dually seats of our upgraded program. So you and four of your teammates, or if you're a decision maker, your five reps that you want to try it out and you just get dually for free. And you can go in and start syncing notes to Salesforce, it it connects in minutes and they're off to the races. And we will still give you onboarding. We'll still give you that same experience as if you were a paying customer. But we just want to go and, and show people the power of what connected selling can do for accelerating their pipeline, for closing them more deals, all of that. So that's the way that we approach it. And that's that's one of the ways that we show up in community. But we also try and bring a lot of fun. Like as you've seen on LinkedIn, we do a lot of sales memes. Sales is hard. It's so hard. I I remember some days when I was an STR, I would come home and I would just like cry because I got yelled at by somebody who I cold called and they were just so mean to me. And there is a camaraderie that comes with taking so many hits. And so we created some channels in some of our communities called sales pains where people can go in and drop something that's frustrating them. Like, oh, like when a when a prospect says they'll call you right back, they're never going to call you back. You know, like those sorts of things. And people can just go in and share their, their battle stories and we can all have a good laugh together. So that's another way. Yeah. I think the, that camaraderie piece to me is, is really interesting, especially as it relates to the pain points, right? Like you said, I think that's something we can all connect connect around, which is the challenges we're facing or the frustrations we're having. And I think one of the best parts about community is when you can open up to someone about those things and they're like, Oh, me too. Like, and to know that you're not alone in those frustrations, I think is one of the, you know, the best parts of community is not feeling so isolated in that, but then layer on the opportunity to learn from others and to collectively solve for those challenges, I think is where like, that's the sweet spot, right? Like that's X plus Y to get to kind of feeling like, all right, I can go and tackle this problem. So, and I, I love that, that you've centered, you know, you find the humor and kind of the fun in that with those memes and, and talking about like the frustrations and keep it lighthearted while also still, you know, providing value and an opportunity to connect with others. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the best parts of the job. And you said something interesting about like connecting and it, it does make me think about the collaboration piece of it and, and how it gets people to come together. I mean, community often centers around problems, life stages, similar goals. It just depends, but people come together because they have a commonality. And so if we have a shared problem, we could probably work together to solve it. 
And that collaboration is really meaningful. And a lot of what I think about community is how can we come together to make one plus one equal 11? Because I think Mm -hmm. when you bring in collaboration, that's the multiplier effect of it is it's not just, oh, can we like make this good? I think people coming together, we, we have an ability to make something really great. Yeah. Well, so I'm curious then within the dually team, and it's very clear, you know, exactly who you're serving, right? You're there to build community for sales reps. You know how to how to make their jobs easier. Like, you know exactly what you're selling. So I'm curious, like, how does how does the Dooley team come together to serve your those sales reps or, or your target community? Yeah, so I think it's twofold. One, we we drink our own Kool-Aid, we we dog food our products. So everybody uses the product within Dooley. I'm a marketer and I use Dooley on a daily basis. And there's definitely a marketing use case for Dooley. It's just not necessarily our number one user. We make sure that everybody is is on the product and understanding the pains of sales, whether or not you're in sales. And so sometimes like we'll do things where it's like, hey, I'm going to be an SCR for a day and I'm going to go like try and source meetings. So I understand the people that I'm talking to. Number two is everybody on the team is involved in community, especially on the revenue side of the house. So maybe not necessarily like we don't have engineers in Pavilion, but we have a lot of our SDRs now that Pavilion has that associate space. Like we were, we were like, all right, all of our SDRs, we're going to Pavilion. And we have, you know, our sales leadership in there. We've got marketing in there. We we have our people showing up. It's not just me carrying the weight of like, how do I bring the Dooley brand to this community? It's like, no, we're showing up to the party as a group. The perfect example I have of this was when we were at Saster, as you mentioned, we were all wearing our, our Dooley bombers. And by the end of the week, people would be like, Dooley, when we walked by, because there would be like groups of us with these bombers on and like our shirts were like black and pink and super loud. There was a concert the second night of Saster and it was really, really fun. And we were all going to leave. We were about to like head home. There's 12 of us. And our CEO was like, no, let's all go dance for one song. And so we all as a group, like ran into this crowd. And I swear I heard 30 people at once yell, Dooley. And like, that's the way that we try and show up in these communities. Like we're coming as a group, but we're also very inviting because we want people to like come into that experience and we want to help people. So I think it's, uh, we show up digitally the same way we show up (laughs) in person. And we, we really just want to come as a group, come as a team and, and invite more people into that experience. That's so cool. So much fun. Love all of that. To me, what you're hit, hitting on, though, as, as well as the power of the community's identity and the brand of the company, right? So it's like it, Dooley has, from what I'm hearing, a, a unique brand, right? You're, 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 I wouldn't say a typical B2B brand, which is, I think, important for really any community, right? Because you need, you need your community to, in some ways, become, become like part of that brand, right? Like represent the brand. So it's like you're doing that through creating expression through both the acts of which you folks at Dooley are doing as the members of the community, right? You said there was 12 people, right? They're acting as members of the community, of course, right? Because they are. But you're also doing it through specific actions, right? That might be intentional, might not be intentional. But at the end of the day, there is something triggering those actions and it's it probably gets back to what you all believe at 
at Dooley? What is important to you all, right? What is important to your community and how they respond to those things, right? So there's probably a lot to unpack there, but I do think you're describing this interesting intersection between brands and the community belief system and what creates a sense of community. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting point because so our VP of marketing, Mark Young, was the only marketer for a long time at Dooley. And so everything you see about the Dooley brand, I mean, it's definitely like him and Chris, our CEO, collaboration, early days, definitely input from all of the early early employees. But Mark really spent a lot of time investing in building this brand that was interesting, that was out there, that that lent itself to humor and spoke to the pains of sales instead of like that more buttoned up, like we never wanted to be the buttoned up brand. We always wanted to be that, like the the life of the party kind of a thing. And, and we've achieved that. So it's been really fun, but I think it is important. So you have to know your audience. You have to know the crowd you're walking into. And we approach each community a little bit differently, not to say that we are inauthentic in any of the ways that we show up, but I'm going to show up to a pavilion event differently when talking to sales leaders then I'm going to show up to like an SDR happy hour with another community where everybody's just kind of like complaining about all their losses that day. Like it's just, it's going to be different. So it's knowing your audience, it's knowing the community and it's knowing the goals of the group of people you're showing up to. How can I help them achieve those goals? How can I, my friend Amy Volas talks about like pointing out blind spots, helping them achieve goals, helping them get better. Like, how are you bringing that kind of value? And so we think about that for each community and it shifts the strategy a little bit for each one. Speaking of strategy, how do you know, how do you you know measure if it's working? It's very interesting. So what I will say is early days, and by early days, I mean like five months ago, because I've only been a Dooley for like seven or eight months. But Early days, we were measuring a certain set of KPIs and we we weren't quite getting the results that we wanted and we weren't tracking it super well. Like the attribution from community and partnerships is just really tricky. Marketing attribution in general is very tricky, but from community and partnerships, it's just that much harder because you don't know if somebody like saw you in a community and then went directly to your website. Like they circumvented the community offer and just showed up at Dooley and they didn't bring it up on the conversation, but then the deal is closed and we're like, wait, that company was in Pavilion and I've been talking to them for like three months. Like (laughs) I should have added this to my sheet. You know, it's like stuff like that, but we've really shifted to put all of our community like resources and spend behind more of a brand and more of a qualitative set of results. Are we starting conversations? Are we opening doors? Are we are we breaking into new opportunities and logos that we want to versus a specific revenue number or a specific number of meetings or specific number of new trial starts? Like originally we were like let's get really granular and data heavy on this and we started seeing a lot more success not not just because we we changed the goalposts but because we just reframed the way we're looking at the goal. And I would say we're actually doing better on that first set of metrics as well, but now making it a much more qualitative play. And and what are people saying about Dooley? How is this impacting the brand? Do more people know who we are? And are we having easier conversations? One of the biggest wins that we've had just in the last week, one of my SDRs hit up the marketing team and was like, it is so easy to cold DM people on LinkedIn and set meetings. It's insane because everybody knows who we are 
And I'm, I'm not a stranger to these people. And that's incredible. Like that was not the experience I had at the last organization I worked at. Nobody knew who we were. And it was like a really heavy lift to get brand out there. But with Dooley, people are like, oh yeah, I've seen Dooley. There's a level of familiarity. There's like a level of almost rapport, just barely there. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's just, it feels very lucky to have built something that has created and I don't want to take credit for having built it, but the, the team has done such a great job building a brand that's so recognizable and not just fun, but is bold and trusted and that creates that level of rapport that's needed to start a conversation with a stranger, set a meeting. So I think it's it's really unique and special. And it's it's been really, really fun to see the fruits of that labor come through as our SDRs are actively outbounding new opportunities. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I think it's something we haven't talked about yet in, in community sense and some of our other recordings, which is the impact of brand on community, right? And on your ability to build community. And it sounds like what you're building is you're so focused on building a strong brand that that has a big presence and that you're you're playing the long game, right? Like you recognize that this by building the brand, focusing on that, like it's going to serve you well in the long term. And to your point, it seems like it's already paying off, right? You're having conversations with or your SDRs are having no no trouble booking cold meetings because of the familiarity with the brand. So I think that's a really interesting brand's influence on community is is really really interesting and something we haven't really explored yet. Yeah, I it feels really lucky that was a bet that Mark and Chris made early days. They thought while we are building this product, while we're building this experience, this category, this philosophy around connected selling, we need to build a brand that's just as big as this loft eagle. And so they invested in brand early and often, and they did it really, really scrappy. Then we raised a seed round, a series A and a series B in seven months. And now we get to invest in brand in a totally different way. And we get to invest in communities and show up at events with bomber jackets and show up to communities and do really fun virtual events or engagements or contests and things like that to get people a part of the conversation. You know, it's not just to be kitschy. It's not just to like, oh, Julie wants to like give away a bunch of stuff. Like there's definitely a strategy behind how can we bring the brand and the community together and do something really interesting. And part of that is collaborating with community leaders. So because we haven't built our proprietary community and we're partnering with communities just like Pavilion, you know, we're very close with Aaron and Taylor and we meet regularly and we're like, what if we did something totally different here? You know, not trying to break all of the rules, but it's like, okay, everybody's been inside for two years. Things are opening up. What if instead of doing this virtual event, we did this like really weird and interesting in-person event? Or what if instead of just a virtual happy hour, we did a virtual experience and we went the route of, you know, something else. There's uh, a woman, Caitlin Tucker at Quantum Metric. She's kind of taught me so much about experience marketing. And that's something that our brand and communities and and the way that they kind of intersect has been really influential in the way that I approach communities and something we really want to double down on in 2022 is creating experiences and leaving people with a feeling. I think that's part of the power of brand. And I think community is this place where people can come together to collaborate, solve problems, work towards the same goals, commiserate together, 
And so if we can leave people walking away from those communities every time they come together, feeling better, feeling empowered, feeling educated, that's the goal. And so that's how we want to show up. And that's what we want to leave people with. That is so incredibly well said. And it sounds like you're doing it right. Like you're, you're building that. And it sounds like you're having a lot of success there. And I know personally, like I've, you know, that, that, the idea that like experience and, and how experience can tie into community is something that is, you know, in a virtual world is easy to lose. And so bringing that to the forefront and thinking about that and not losing sight of that is, is incredibly important. So it's been so great to hear all of your insights. We always like to leave on this last question, and I'm really interested to hear what you have to say, just given all the different things that you've been able to try at Julie and, and just your experience there. So what would you say are some common misconceptions about community building? The number one is that you have to have your own proprietary community. I think people believe like I have to build a community in order to have like a community person at my company. And that's just not true. It could be the right move for a different company. But for us, we're speaking to salespeople. Salespeople don't have a ton of extra time and they've kind of already picked their communities, you know? So it made a lot more sense for us to double down on the spaces where our people already were. And then just show up in a more exciting way. And building community is really, really hard. I'm sure Pavilion knows this. You know, it's not like they scale overnight and you suddenly have a bunch of active users. So we were very selective in the communities that we decided to to sponsor and partner with. We thought not only about total numbers, but about, you know, activity and engagement. And that's how we evaluate those partnerships moving forward. So when we jump into a community, we might invest in a community next year that's 500 people. I don't know. Like if, if there are 500 active and engaged people, that's going to be better for me than a community of 50,000 people where 10 people show up once a month. Like that's not what we want. So I would just say, don't feel like you have to build your own community. There are a lot of great communities already out there that you can show up to. And then if you feel like there isn't one perfect for your niche, then it might be a good idea to build. Love that. Your community, I say this often, your community starts once you have just your first few team members, employees at the business, plus our first few customers. That's where the community starts, right? Yeah. And then from, from there, it's just going to continue to grow if you allow it to grow and you empower it to grow. And then, yeah, at some point, you might want to organize that in a way, like you're saying, Zoe, that you kind of have a little bit more ownership of the community and have a more direct connection with people and are able to influence them in a little bit more direct way. But ultimately, even if you do that, you still have to realize everything you just said is ultimately the most important because those are going to be those are going to be some of the most important channels to pull people into a community that you might have more direct ownership of. So yeah. extremely well said. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Love it. Well, that was fantastic. I mean, Carly, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a totally different perspective on community than, you know, I think folks, especially in B2B typically think like, well, I got to build a Slack, I guess, for my customers and I got to look into a community platform. But what you're saying is like, no, you don't have to do that. Just go to where your customers are, go to where your 
go to where your target customers are and participate there and, and build your focus on building your brand. And that to me is just such a, it's a really unique and kind of refreshing way of thinking about community. And I think it's, like I said, I remember Juliet Saster, like the things you're doing for your community resonate. And that, that experiential piece of, of what you're all working on, I think is quite unique and you're certainly delivering on it. Thanks. Yeah. We really, we really do just want to make salespeople's jobs easier. That's, that's ultimately want to do what we want to do. So we want to show up where they are and provide them that value. Like, what if I could take this off your plate? What if I could remove this barrier? What if I could do this? And I think that alone has, has opened up a lot of doors, started a lot of conversations and we happen to be doing it in a really silly way sometimes and it's working. So it's been good. Well, best of luck. Love that mission. And thanks again for joining us today. Thank you both. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. So I really appreciate you joining us. Well, what a fun conversation with Zoe. I'm, I'm still, like I said before, still just kind of spinning over, over some of these ideas and just how, how simple they are and, and how, how unique Julie's approach really is. And obviously the success they've had just really, really impressed with Julie and, and what they're doing. Don't get bogged down into the software the tools focus on the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, there's, they're the center of what we're doing in community, right? That's who we're serving. So let's just go and, and serve them as best we can. So I know I have something I'm excited to talk about in my spark from this conversation, something I have written in all capital letters in my notebook right now, but Mark, I want to hear from you. What is your spark from today's session with Zoe? Yeah, the spark to help you continue to grow and build up your community. For me, it's getting people at your business, at your organization to somehow develop more genuine empathy and a deeper understanding for what a lot of your community members, your fans, your prospects, your customers are feeling when they go and say, hey, that that duly company's pretty cool. They got my attention. Like, why would I want to double click into what they do? And that's all about making sure your, your core community members, which I argue, Carly, are the employees at the business, the team at the business, needs to understand ultimately like what the business's unique value is for people who want to build upon the relationship, meaning they want to actually end up buying the products. And if you can understand the pain, like Zoe was saying, in a very more acute way, that's going to just help you create clarity in the messaging and the conversations all of your team members are having with your community. Mm-hmm. So just feel the pain more and get your team more involved in you know the product you sell, the value it delivers, and going back to the, the, that pain. Yeah, I think it becomes incredibly easy for you to put yourself in the shoes of your target persona, right? When you understand that pain and you understand the challenges they're facing every day, and then even better, you understand how your product solves for that, right? And you understand how the impact you can have on your customers. And I think that allows you to incorporate those feelings and those benefits into everything from your messaging to your conversations to the experiences you deliver within your community. Yes. How about you then? What is your big spark for today? Yeah. The word I have written down in all capital letters is fun. F-U-N. And I think it's something like I've personally 
experienced this firsthand with Dooley when we were at Saster and they had a booth. And as Zoe mentioned, they, they went all out on that booth. Like they were everywhere. They had bombers, they had contests, something about like the chain smokers in Vegas. And like, I remember all of these details just from walking past their booth and seeing them walking around and they impacted the sales folks that they were trying to get in front of at Saster, right? Like they brought, they went into the Saster community and brought Dooley and engaged with them in an incredibly fun way. And I think for me, like a lot of, it's common for B2B brands to sometimes be boring and for the things we do to sometimes be boring. And I think it's important that we remember, like, it's okay to have fun. Like we should have fun as marketers, right. And leaders, but we also know like our community members want to have fun too. So like, let's all have fun together. And, and the impact that that then has on your community members is right. Bringing a valuable experience to them, but then also like improving your brand and improving your brand awareness and, and really like expressing who you are as a brand and, and having that resonate with your community. So fun, fun, fun. I'm ready to go to like the drawing board and be like, all right, 2022, like, what are we going to do? That's really fun. How are we going to elevate our experiences for community? So that was my big takeaway from, from our conversation with Zoe. Be yourself, stay weird and have fun. That's it. Yes. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Community Sense. Hope to see you on a future episode. And if you really enjoyed today's conversation, please leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And talk to you soon, Carly. Yep. Chat soon, Mark. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Community Sense Podcast. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating or share the show with a friend. And don't forget to connect with us at communitysense.co.